to RFC Extra. I'm XV, and with me are Rob Clay and Diecast. And we're here because, of course, the day after we recorded RFC this week, an interesting email was sent out from Fun Publications. Um, so the first part of it concerns the guests at BotCon this year. It turns out Scott McNeil has had to cancel for personal reasons, and in his place, uh, Greg Berger will be attending instead. Um, which is kind of unfortunate for, you know, Beast Wars anniversary year. We've already lost two of the Beast Wars cast members who were supposed to be coming. Um, Alec Willows had canceled some time back, uh, due to a conflicting engagement. And we don't know exactly why Scott has pulled out, except that it's an undefined personal issue. But that's still got to be kind of disappointing for fans looking forward to someone celebrating the 20th anniversary, since this is pretty much all we're getting in that regard this year from the the U.S. side of things, at least. Yeah. Um, the other part of this concerns... Um, well, they make a reminder that registration for BotCon will end on March 21st, so that's almost over with. And further than that, March 16th, which right as we're recording this is less than a week from now, is the last day that you can join the Collector's Club. Um, and if you don't, if you're not a member of the Collectors Club, you pay quite a bit more for BotCon registration. Uh, so there is going to be like this five-day window in there where, if you still want to register for BotCon, apparently you're going to be paying substantially more. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's important about this is um, they're again reiterating all memberships to the club will end on December 31st of this year. Um, this information came up before on uh, the Collector's Club store. Um, it was noted on the inventory items for new club memberships that all memberships would terminate at the end of 2016. But what really made this interesting is this line. Hasbro looks forward to sharing new plans for the Collector's Club with you in the future. Hasbro looks forward to sharing new plans in the future. So basically what we have right now is confirmation of what's been basically writing on the wall. Um, FunPub is not going to be handling the Collector's Club after this year. They're not saying that explicitly word for word, but that's... I don't see how you could read this and get a different message out of it. Yeah, I'm at least excited that they're acknowledging there is going to be some sort of Collector's Club after this. Because we thought that there was a possibility that that go away with fun publications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with, we had gotten the uh, statement at some point that Hasbro, I think it was uh, the uh, reveal of uh, Power Master Optimus Prime and all that, that Hasbro was committed to having a fan convention. But yeah, they hadn't said anything about a, a collector's club. Right. Uh, and that was something they reiterated too at Toy Fair. Um, you know, we heard in the recording of the interview roundtable they are committed to having the convention, but it is good to know that they're interested in maintaining uh, some kind of club mechanism. Although, as with what the future of the convention holds, there's no telling what form that's ultimately going to take, if there's going to be exclusive toys or anything like that, since um, all that stuff was fun publications initiated, uh, just, you know, with Hasbro licensing and facilitating it with their production partners. I still think, I, I think I said this on RFC last night, I, uh, or no, I was talking about this after your internet di- uh, or your Skype died. Mm. Um, I was, I, I keep thinking that 
you know, Hasbro's already kind of laying the groundwork for what's going to happen because we've got the box set uh, for BotCon this year is in Combiner Wars trade dress. It's it's current with all the other packaging that has never happened before. And all of a sudden, the Collector's Club comic is going to is being made by you know people from IDW. So, I I think Hasbro is already kind of laying groundwork for what the convention and the Collector's Club are going to be after Fun Pub is gone. Yeah, I I agree. It's almost like they're slowly taking things away that they used to handle and saying no, we're just going to take care of this for you this year this is what we're doing. You know, we're going to go with IDW to write the comic, and that way it's already in place for next year when Fun Pub's not around. Yeah, and that's a very good point. I think there's... I, I think that's um, very likely to be the case here. Um, and especially the point about the box set being in current branding rather than the stylized packages, uh, the themed packaging that Fun Publications typically does... There is the trend for the last several years that there's always a lot of leftover uh, BotCon product after the convention. Sometimes it hangs around for two, three years even before it all goes. And having this in conventional packaging makes me wonder... Man, that was a bad pun. If only Don was here. Um, Having this in more standardized packaging makes me wonder if the backstock's going to revert to Hasbro after FunPub is gone and they need it like this so that they can try to move it otherwise. That is a possibility. Yeah, I also had a thought of what if that Leo Kaiser art might be the next uh, Collector's Club item. That would be kind of... Okay, so like... If it was Subscription 5, that would be one thing... But with Subscription 4, which is a full combiner, like, uh, almost the entire subscription set is that combiner. We already have a big toy with the Pretender Optimus Prime and a second figure that is not combiner-related, known out of Subscription 5. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. Um, I have actually considered that possibility as well, but it kind of... to me, it feels like it sort of flies in the face of how things have been structured before. I, I do I do have one piece of new information to add, though, that was just posted to uh, generalsjoes.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transformers email, of course, says Hasbro looks forward to sharing new pan- plans for the Collectors Club with you in the future. I can guess where this is going. Yeah, the G.I. Joe one just says all memberships will end December 31st, 2016. So, you know... <laughs> The G.I. Joe Collectors Club, it looks like, and the G.I. Joe Convention are doing about as well as the rest of G.I. Joe at the moment. I mean, like, you may have heard me laughing under my breath despite myself, but as comedic as we on the outside can sit and look at the state of G.I. Joe, like, this is a much bigger blow for the G.I. Joe fandom than it is for us, because Mm -hmm. the Joe Con and the Joe Collectors Club is 90% of what G.I. Joe fans get these days. And if that is just going away with no plans to replace it, that's a huge loss. Yeah, that's it. still hope for G.I. Joe. I mean, we do know Mark Webber is or was working, hopefully still is working on G.I. Joe. So 
I really thought we were going to see something at Toy Fair, G.I. Joe-wise, but it was absent. So I really hope soon we see something, because like you said, you feel bad for the for the G.I. Joe fans. I mean, basically, there but for the grace of God goes us. Yeah. I, I am 100% certain that we are not going to see anything new for G.I. Joe until the next movie is ready to go. And I'm... And beyond that, I'm pretty sure that whatever we see is probably going to take a drastically different form because it's, you know, I I just, it's, they're going to want to just restart it from the ground up because they kind of need to. Mark Webber moved off of Transformers in early 2014 to go work on revitalizing G.I. Joe and nothing has developed from that two years later. And I'm starting to question whether that project is even still underway. Like Rob says, when the next movie comes out, there's bound to be a toy line attached to it because there's no point having the movie otherwise. I um, there was another movie coming out, to be honest. They are working on a third movie, and all the other you know toy movies they're working on, Micronauts, Mask, Visionaries, um, they're all supposed to tie in with G.I. Joe. So... You know, I have a feeling that that's the form that the G.I. Joe relaunch took and that Weber may have wound up working on all of these brands as like an interlocking thing. Which would be Which better would for G.I. Joe. Yes, and that would certainly take as much time as he's, you know... Oh, it would probably been... take more time. Okay, so like mm-hmm. revitalizing a line to try to get it going at full steam again is one thing because like you're basically playing within a pattern. Um, mm-hmm. launching new product types to be part of that, that's your long-form development time, and yeah, like, that could be a two-year or more process. Oh yeah, that sounds difficult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And especially, like, trying to fold, like, four or five very, well, not very, but disparate enough things that you really need to stop and consider, you know, how do these pieces interlock to each other? Mm-hmm. No, like, from our perspective, we're looking at this just from what it means for Transformers, and we get so much retail product every year uh, from Hasbro, from Takara, um, in Masterpiece and Generations and Robots in Disguise. You know, we get so much stuff just as a baseline. All the club stuff is... It's almost superfluous. It's cool bonus content if you're into what they're doing, but it's gravy to us. It's what G.I. Joe is clinging to, though, on their side, and I really hope the G.I. Joe fandom doesn't have to go a long time without any real representation or merchandise support during the transitional phase. And we have more third-party, too, which is one thing I always bring up with the club, which is kind of why sometimes it's hard for me to spend the club prices because I'm like, I know I'm getting Hasbro mold, you know, with... Mm -hmm better paint but i'm paying a premium for it or i can just get a third party figure which i'm paying a premium for but it's a new it's a unique mold or mm-hmm. something different than what i normally get and joe fans i mean you know there is some third party out there but you're not going to find like a lot like I, rob could correct me on this but i i am under the impression most third party for gi joe is like parts replacement and augmentation it's not so much full out new figures yeah i i i've seen people who do uh, who do you know replacement and custom parts for you know the small gi joes there there's a lot more range in the 1/6 scale but there's you know 
basically nobody under retirement age that actually collects those. So. <laughs> Speaking of, Brian Kilby will know better than anyone because he's going to be at Jolana this weekend, and that is a lot of those 12-inch dolls. And when they do the parachute drop, that's what they're throwing off, you know, the 19th story of that hotel building. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. a great time. Yeah, I'd love to see one of those parachute drops sometime, but, like, I don't want to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, the other part of this email, um, we appreciate your support over the last 12 years and wish the brand well in their new endeavors. Thank you for your support, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, like, it's not stopping at just you know, Hasbro looks forward to announcing new plans for the club. That next line is basically a sign-off from Fun Publications. They're not going to be involved with Hasbro's brands anymore, which means the infamous now quote from Toy Fair, we're looking at all of our options going forward Mm. in terms of the fan convention. So, I mean, in this one email, we're getting verification on both sides the club is going to stop in its current form at the end of this year, and Fun Publications is not going to be involved in the next convention, whatever or whenever that may be, because Hasbro's representatives, to my understanding, also commented, uh, we're not prepared to commit to a time frame right now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a question we've been tossing around before. Is there going to be a convention next year, or are we to expect a year off while Hasbro basically figures out how to arrange a new contractor and get things going the way they want. Well, I think they may have a contractor, from what I understand, for conventions. It's just a question of maybe that contractor setting up a a fan convention as opposed to uh, something else. I don't know that they have a contractor for conventions. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'd heard that they had contractors for, like, road shows and exhibitions mm-hmm. and things like that, but not specifically for conventions. Matter of fact, I believe the uh, one of the uh, press releases for those specifically stated that those people were not going to be involved with conventions, but I may be wrong on that. Yeah, that was my understanding, too. It was going to be... Um things more in line with the um, the Children's Museum in Indianapolis exhibits like ex- exhibits and special events like that. Uh, yeah. Events. yeah, that's why I was thinking that maybe that company was going to also do the conventions but maybe they, they needed to some time to, to figure out how to put that together. I mean, it's possible they would try to lump that all together. I think it's more likely that that's not something really in their wheelhouse and even from a cost-effect standpoint, Hasbro might be better to find someone who specifically handles doing conventions um, to organize the successor to BotCon rather than try to get their um, roadshow and et cetera person to try to do it and maybe not really get what they want out of it. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about this letter is this is probably the most well-written piece of... uh, letter that we've gotten from from fun pub how do you mean it's 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 word i i thought it was written pretty well um it's a lot more formal than what, most of what i remember seeing from them yep i have to think okay so like for a while anytime anybody in an official capacity gets questions about the future 
there's been a lot of dancing around the subject, not confirming, but not really denying either. This is the first statement that really is coming forward and saying, okay, something is going to stop at the end of the year. We're not exactly saying what, but you can kind of tell from what we're saying. Yeah. And I, I kind of think that where most communications from FunPub are probably done in a more off-the-cuff way just to convey the necessary information as it comes up, this is probably something where there was, you know, consultation within the company um, with their uh, contacts at Hasbro basically to make sure that they're saying what they can without going farther than what they're allowed to, but still getting the message out there. So I think... Probably what we're seeing is the result of a lot of back and forth and crafting the message to be what it is able to be at this time. Um, or Hasbro could have written it and said, here, this is what you're allowed to say. Yeah, which is basically a variation on what I had in mind. Like, you know, give them a list of bullet points. You can't say any of these things. Good yeah. luck. No, just like, yeah, there is a little bit more professional rehearsed edge to this message and it just seems like this is something that went through a few phases and passed few, between a few hands for uh, tweaks and checks before the message was approved and sent out. Yeah. Which again, like they're not saying everything they could be saying because I still think there's elements of this they're not actually allowed to explicitly say like there's not going to be a botcon next year cuz those words are not in here in any place it's just all the factors of this line up and equal out to that well that's if that's if they still own the botcon name after this yeah and again that's a, that's um that's something we don't really know in detail like did hasbro acquire the botcon name from the hartmans and allow Fun Publications to use it, or did Fun Publications acquire the name from the Hartmans so that they could use it when they got the license from Hasbro, and otherwise, like, they could have been the official Transformers Collectors Convention again, like it was in the last two 3H years, in um, 2003 and 2004. Well, don't forget that within the last, I think it was six months or so, Hasbro just trademarked Cybertron Con in the U.S., mm -hmm. which is the name that their official convention uses everywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, whether or not Hasbro owns BotCon, if that trademark has any particular meaning and is not some kind of effort to block someone else from starting a show using that name, yeah. Um, then, yeah, they're probably not going to use the BotCon name regardless of if they have it or not. Um, mm -hmm. Whether that's because they want a clean break without any baggage associated with BotCon because as much as we enjoy our time when we're at the show like there's history with the BotCon name anymore because of some of the things that have happened under FunPub it would make sense to me for Hasbro to unify their convention um, convention branding globally and does CybertronCon ever have exclusives? I don't think they do because like when the SDCC stuff goes to Asia, that's through, like, um, the, what is it, ACG in Hong Kong? Yeah. 
So that's why I'm kind of wondering, like, are we going to see exclusive toys the way we're used to seeing right now? Or is that something that's going to go away in the new format? Um, or is it going to be where exclusive toys are produced and every official convention in the world benefits from it now instead of just being the U.S. convention that gets them? That could be a possibility. It, you know, it it could be that the way the license was written for Fun Pub was actually, you know, holding things back in that regard because, you know, it was a fairly big deal within the last couple of years when eHobby actually got access to some Fun Pub stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, you know, I have a feeling they may be try- they may be trying to make you know, something broader that they, that, you know, they can, again, it, it looks like they're trying to take a little bit more of this onto themselves. That's why IDW is involved. That's why the combiner boards packaging, mm-hmm. you know, and that would make sense if they were trying to, you know, make convention exclusives, they could sell across all of their territories. Cause they have, you know, they've been doing quite a bit to, you know, promote transformers and all the other parts of the world, especially China. Well, and, and if you think about it, Go That's ahead. I think Leo Kaiser would fall in nicely too, because uh, wouldn't that sell better overseas than it than even here? Well, okay, so like you have to think about it in terms of this is marketed towards fans and the kind of fans who go to the conventions primarily and pre-register will also be aware of you know Transformers Victory oh, and right. you know they'll be aware of that kind of stuff more than the average consumer. So like it is something that feels more geared to making a convention set. By the same token, you could say the G2 Combiner Wars sets are too, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But I, I, I don't... I'm sorry? Uh, no, no, go ahead. I don't know that I entirely agree with that, because even if, you know, Computron is an exception, but the other Combiner Wars sets, you know, in G2 Colors, there's still names that Hasbro's been comfortable enough with to put out you know, figure sets at the mass market. So, you know, even if, you know, for people who don't know about G2 who missed out on that, it's the equivalent of, you know, the half dozen uh, versions of Ruination that Hasbro put out in the early 2000s. (laughs) You know, it's, it's still box sets of known quantities that they can put out. But yeah, uh, you know, the, the last, the, you know, the one that we don't know about yet. Leo Kaiser. Leo Kaiser, thank you. You know, that that fits in with what I kind of thought we would see as exclusives if Hasbro took over the design and production of the of things like that themselves, things that the designers would like to do and they know that fans would want to see but they couldn't find a mass market home for. That's like, you know, Leo Kaiser is exactly what the kind of thing I expected us to see under Hasbro produced convention exclusives. Yeah, and I think, too, like, the convention here being called BotCon and the association of BotCon exclusive, like, it creates a certain expectation that you go to BotCon, you get these toys, they're not available anywhere else. But Mm -hmm. if suddenly the convention in the U.S. is one of many Cybertron cons, you get Cybertron Mm -hmm. con exclusives, but you also understand that other Cybertron cons elsewhere in the world will also get these or similar exclusives. Like, yeah. And that's an angle I don't think we've ever really considered to any great depth with this, that the transition from fun publications to something more Hasbro hands-on would actually be 
potentially very beneficial to uh, fans all over the world. Yeah. It, it is easy to just kind of think about what it's going to mean for us. Well, nat- and it's natural that that's our first thought. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, as you get into it deeper, if changing over to a different convention branding with Hasbro more at the reins, if that makes it possible to... And see, there's another aspect of this which does benefit us more immediately, too. If they're doing convention exclusives for Worldwide, for all their Cybertron cons, um, that's a bigger production run and potentially lower cost on all the exclusives for everybody. Ooh, that would be great. Yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> I mean, um, if they could if they could bring BotCon or, you know, CybertronCon exclusives you know, price-wise, in line with at least, like, SDCC, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Like, SDCC exclusives have always been a little bit cheaper, and we kind of assume that FunPub is marking up their side of the uh, exclusives they carry just to improve the margins a little bit. But, yeah, if we get a different situation, because basically we have thought in the past that SDCC could be, like, a preview of what Hasbro-run convention exclusives might end up being, um at least from a production sense, if not specific content. Yeah. Because I still think if it's for a fan convention instead of a general um, nerd audience event like a Comic-Con, it can still be more focused and targeted and not have to retain a uh, sense of general appeal. Yeah, I I agree. You know, like like I... I, I think I pointed that out the last time we talked about this, too. It's like all the stuff that shows up at SDCC is still fairly, you know, focused on general appeal and, and casual fans knowing who everyone is. You know, the, the you know, all the stuff from last year, Combiner Hunters, all those characters are fairly well known. In the, and there was a comic to promote them in case you didn't know them and Devastator. And, right. Which, right. Yeah. But again, you know. Leo Kaiser, just it would make sense as a future Cybertron con exclusive. So I mean, it we'll makes see. more sense as that than a retail thing. I like, regardless of any other circumstance, I agree with that. I was very surprised at even the suggestion that Leo Kaiser might be a general retail thing. I was thinking something else too about that. Like, um, any of the toys that are getting physical modifications from their original releases are getting the non-transforming hands and feet for the combiners. And Leo Kaiser, I mean, it could conceivably go out without any physical changes to the robots. I really doubt it, though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of... The art shows it with the usual hands and feet, so I don't think it's exactly what we think it is in any case. Yeah. But if that is for a convention some kind of convention merchandise like we're thinking, then that makes it almost sound like maybe Hasbro's follow-up convention isn't as far in the future as we think it could be. Yeah, I, you know, I've been I've been skeptical that they're uh, going to skip 2017. I, I really think they are not going to want to lose that year, they're, especially since there's the movie comes out next year, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a mo- yeah, so 17 would be a movie year. Yeah, yeah they, they, really, they wouldn't want to skip that if they could help it. No. Yeah, I'm pretty certain we're going to see a convention in 2017, you know. And again, the, the transitional things we're seeing at BotCon are because they all are already planning for that and already setting up for it. I, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, especially because we've known or we've seen some writing on the wall for what 
five months now, maybe. So, I mean, they have almost two years for till their first convention, depending on when they plan it for 2017. Well, if I were them, I'd be planning for it to coincide with the launch of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, June June 2017. That's that's a pretty good lead time. I mean, well, for that matter, how much lead time did FunPub have on their first BotCon? Well, um, Brian Savage was at OTFCC 2004, mm-hmm. you know, staking things out, like getting getting the feel for that convention space. Yeah. So, like, that was probably in the works for at least a year before the first um, FunPub BotCon. Yeah. So, so we, you know, and they've whoever's new, you know, if we see any new official-looking people hanging out at BotCon, we'll probably know why they're there. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, honestly. me either. I mean, that's something I've been planning to keep an eye open for when we're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully at this point, because OTFCC represented when the fan convention that... 3H had run for years became official official. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was actually licensed at that point. Hopefully now, since Hasbro has had several years of experience dealing with the convention as a licensed property, the transition between FunPub and whoever's next will be more smooth than the transition between 3H and Fun Publications was. Yeah. Um, cause the first fun publications year, like with the box set and everything, you can, you can tell looking back at it, they were still trying to figure out, you know, what fits here? How do we, how do we do this the same way, but in our way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, hopefully, especially if, especially if, as we assume it's going to be more Hasbro hands on, uh, in terms of the offerings, it's going to be, it's going to stay in the same kind of focus and know what it's doing the whole way through. Yeah. But yeah, of course, as usual, we record RFC on Wednesday and the very next day, big news happens that we really need to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Rob, Diecast, do you have anything more to add before we wrap up? I was just thinking to, to myself that I would really like it if IDW is going to be involved with the convention comic from now on. It'd be neat if they if they if those stayed within their continuity as opposed to being, you know, all over the map. That I, I would like that. As it, as applicable anyway, like the comic they're doing this year is only it's basically in continuity with the IDW Beast Wars stuff in name only. Yeah. Um because the IDW Beast Wars stuff was in concept in continuity with Beast Wars the cartoon. But, you know, pretty far removed from any of those events and taking its own liberties. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, ap- we're applicable if an IDW-penned convention comic could be in the normal IDW universes. That would be potentially pretty interesting. Yeah. And we already see a little bit of that with uh, Comic-Con now. Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking Combiner Force is going to be the like box set and... Uh... One, and one-off comic for this year. Although, we're going a little bit askew here, but um, we saw that art leak which showed a Sentinel Prime uh, Deluxe Brainstorm and the Robots in Disguise Windblade recolored. 
That's true. Which looks like that's going to be the smaller set, and we're, we basically know at this point Fortress Maximus is going to be the large. Yeah. Like, that'll be announced at BotCon for sure, but we already basically... All the signs are pointing to that's the large thing this year, and it'd be weird if it wasn't, because Metroplex was the big thing the year it came out, too. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of glued to combiner force as being the substitute term for breast force. That's being implied that Leo Kaiser themed combiner, but I guess only time will tell with any of that. Yeah. But no, that's the only last thought I had. So. <laughs> hey, Diecast, how's that hamburger helper? It's all done. It's all. <laughs> Are we still recording? Yes, this has been yes. RFC Extra. Thanks for listening, and uh, check back with us next Wednesday for a regular Radio Free Cybertron, where I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more about this. See you guys. Let's go, let's go.